Good morning, everyone. And a very warm welcome to worship at Paisley St George's on Sunday, the 23rd of May, the day of Pentecost. To those of you worshipping at home, I'd just like to say that there are usually worship spaces available now on Sundays at both Causeyside and the Outreach Centre. The General Assembly of the Church of Scotland began yesterday and runs through until Thursday. I would ask that you would please keep the moderator, Jim Wallace, and all involved in your prayers as they seek to make what I think may be difficult decisions regarding the future of the church. Now, thinking a wee bit ahead, it's our intention to hold a collection for Women's Aid on Communion Sunday, the 13th of June. We'll be looking for donations of snacks, drinks, etc., that would be used for trips and play schemes over the summer. So we will have blue, duck, blue buckets for donations at both Cossyside and the Outreach Centre and gifts of money would be very acceptable too. So that's on Sunday the 13th of June. These are all the intimations. Come out from the shadows and into the light of morning. Come empty and depleted to be filled with God's spirit. Come expecting nothing but ready to be surprised. Above all, come and know that you are welcome here. Let's worship God in hymn 194. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that he rose again. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day when the Spirit came. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day when the Spirit came. Hymn number 194. Now we come before God in prayer. Let's pray. 
Lord, drawn by the power of your Holy Spirit, we come to worship. We come young and old. We come from quiet homes, from busy homes, in the building or online. No matter where, no matter how, we come to worship. We come in awe and wonder. We come with joy and celebration. We come because you bid us come. You call us to kneel before you. You guide us and reassure us that you are our God and we are your people. Lord God, as we greet you today, Father God, our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, may we know your spirit rushing into our lives, surrounding us with love and with peace, with hope and with joy. For there are no barriers that can prevent your spirit from entering our lives. And so we worship and adore you in the knowledge of that spirit surrounding us right where we are, transforming our lives and the world around. In the knowledge of your healing spirit, we confess that we have not always served you well. We serve you in fits and starts singing your praises one moment, forgetting your goodness the next. God, keep us mindful of you so that we more fully see, may see you at work in our everyday and more readily respond to your invitation to be involved in that work. May your spirit keep on nudging us to love and to serve you by loving and serving each other. And hear us now as we pray in the words of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Saviour, who ascended into heaven and set the Spirit free on earth, praying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. I know I've said it before, but I miss the children. So this morning I thought I would simply do what I would have loved to have done with them. I'm not sure how well you're going to be able to see, but we'll try. Okay. So, and I'm aware that those of you on that side can't see for this. Let's try moving that out the road just now, and I can put that right in the middle. Okay. I'm not going to pick it up. What I'll do is that. Okay, and the tray is now full of, so at least the tray contained it all. Wow. So I'm sure we've all got a fair idea of what I was doing. And today, as I've said, is Pentecost. So could we say that Pentecost was a wee bit like this? I mixed vinegar and baking soda to produce a reaction. And maybe, just maybe, the mixing of a crowd of people and the Holy Spirit, well, that certainly caused a reaction. 
a reaction much greater and much more surprising than this little piddling thing. And the effects of it, seen first by those present, soon spilled out in a way that this spilled out over the jar. It spilled out to people far and wide. And in telling the story of Pentecost, Luke in the book of Acts struggles to find words to describe what happened. It was like fire. It was like wind. It was like a great, it was a great mix of languages. But let's listen to Luke's writing as Ina reads for us. So we turn now to scripture to hear about the first Pentecost. Good morning. Our reading this morning is taken from the message. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread their ranks through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then, when they heard one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were blown away. They couldn't, for the life of them, figure out what was going on and kept saying, aren't these aliens? How come we're hearing them talk in our own various mother tongues? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Familia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene. Immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even Christians and Arabs. They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head nor tail of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked. They're drunk and cheap wine. Then Peter stood up and, backed by the other eleven, spoke out with bold urgency. Fellow Jews and all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully and get this story straight. These people aren't drunk, as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is what the prophet Joel announced would happen. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit and every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions your old men will dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both. They'll all prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red. Before the day of the Lord arrives and the day tremendous and marvellous, and whoever called out for help to me, God will be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Aina. We hymn 600, Spirit of God unseen as the wind. You spoke to us long, long ago. You gave us the written word. We read it still, needing its truth. Through it, God's voice is heard. Without your help, we fail, our Lord. We cannot live his way. We need your power. We need your strength. 
following Christ each day. Spirit odd, unseen as the wind, gentle as is the dove, teach us the truth and help us believe, show us the Saviour's love. Hymn 600. Have you ever said, I just can't do it? It, well, it might be studying for an exam. For some people, it could even be getting out of bed in the morning. It is something that fills us with dread. The disciples were in that position as they waited in Jerusalem. Yes, Jesus had told them to wait. And yes, he told them that he would send his spirit the advocate, the counsellor, to help them. For before his ascension to heaven, Jesus had asked his father to send a helper, a helper who will stay with us forever, the Holy Spirit. And it was for this that the disciples waited. And Jesus, when he'd said this, had given the words that bring comfort to so many of us. He said, the Holy Spirit, whom my Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and make you remember all that I have told you. Peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. These were the words of Jesus to his disciples. 
However, despite these comforting words, I wonder if, as the disciples waited, if they waited in fear and trepidation of the occupying forces coming after them. I wonder if they waited in fear of suffering the same fate as their beloved master, crucifixion. And in today's reading, we heard of the amazing changes when the Spirit came. And yes, there were the special effects, the wind, the flames, the ability to speak in other languages and to understand other languages. But it was not only that. If it had been, then it might have become a seven-day wonder. For it was more, much more. The disciples were changed. They were empowered. They were transformed. They were transformed in the space of a few moments into people for whom nothing, nothing at all was beyond the realms of possibility. There was no it that they couldn't do. And this change, well, this change had nothing to do with the disciples and everything to do with God. It simply took the breath of God's spirit to bring about one of the most astonishing transformations in history. For on that day, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they left the room in which they'd been hiding and they went out into the streets. They went out into the streets to share the good news of Jesus Christ. When they'd been waiting in that room, they had been doing as Jesus had said. For at the time of his ascension, Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem and receive the gift God had promised, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The disciples didn't have long to wait. For today, just 10 days after his ascension, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. But sometimes, like the disciples, we too have to wait. We too have to wait. And we need to remember too that action without preparation will often fail. There is a time to work for God and a time to wait for God. Or a time to wait for God and a time to work for God. For the quiet times in which we wait for God are never wasted. For it is in these times that God will strengthen us for his work. As a congregation, we are in the midst of change. A time when things are not always moving as fast as we would like. So maybe we should be taking these delays as opportunities to wait to wait for God's spirit, to pray, to prepare. We've come together as one congregation, as St George's, and we are waiting for restrictions to ease further so that we can all worship together. And I know we're all waiting for the day when we can sing together. We're also seeking, though, how best to move on and how best to use the outreach centre to use the Outreach Centre as a place where we can share God's love in different ways. And sometimes it seems as if things just don't go fast enough. So may God grant us, through his Holy Spirit, the wisdom to know when to wait and when to take action. For God's Holy Spirit changes us. It empowers us to act for God. It empowers us to put our faith into action. 
Let's just take some words from Matthew's Gospel where Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do what my Father in heaven wants them to do. Only those who do what my Father in heaven wants them to do. These words remind us of the need to put our faith into action, to do what God wants us to do. And it's because of God's love for us and our love for God, and because of the strength and the power of his Holy Spirit that we are able to serve him in the world. And there are, as we know, so many different ways of serving Christ in the world. We know from Jesus of his concern for the poor, and that in his promised kingdom, there will be justice for all. The gospel is not just about spiritual fulfillment and eternal life, central though those are. The gospel is also about hope, acceptance, freedom, and dignity for all. And when you read the gospels, we cannot fail to realize just how much Jesus challenged the status quo. He questioned the law, he called the least likely people to be his followers. We know this, the tax collectors, the sinners. He spoke to people to whom Jewish men should not speak, particularly to women. But the gospel message, the gospel message is about life now, as well as the life to come. Yes, the fulfillment of that promise is still to come and will come, but we, we cannot we must not abdicate the present through putting all our hopes in the future. We all, each one of us, has a responsibility here and now to work towards a better and fairer world, living and giving in the name of Christ. We need to serve God. We need to respond to Christ. And there is the, that simple act of caring, of responding to people in their need, irrespective of creed or culture. Sometimes we relegate such concern to the periphery of faith, preferring to focus on um, supposedly more spiritual issues. But Jesus in his words and in his actions gives us a different perspective. So surely we have to place our response to others, not on the edge, but at the very centre of our faith. As Christians, we can claim no monopoly of love or goodness, but we must constantly strive to express Christ's love in action. And Pentecost, remember Pentecost, the day we celebrate today is not about one day. The coming of the Spirit was not a seven-day wonder. The coming of the Spirit is real today. The gift of the Spirit is a continuous, continued experience intending for all. The gift of God's power is not a one-off event. For God constantly replenishes us. He replenishes us so that we are able to serve him and to keep serving him by loving others. You and I, like all those who've gone before us, are called to be Pentecost people, living and working in ways which we might once have thought beyond us. Ways we thought beyond us ways that are not beyond us. They're not beyond us because of the gift of God's Spirit. We live to the glory of Christ. On that first day of Pentecost, Luke recorded there was a noise like a strong wind blowing. And I'd like to share with you a poem 
poem entitled, Do Not Underestimate the Wind. Do not underestimate the wind. How the wind blows, sweeping the grass, tossing the trees, hurrying from nowhere to nowhere, turning, twisting, and then returning in a flurry of nothingness, movements without purpose and without pattern. And yet the wind roars and can ravage the defenceless earth. Trees are torn up, buildings destroyed, floods let loose, and people can be tossed like matchsticks into the air. Do not underestimate the wind. So is the Holy Spirit of God sweeping unseen across the uplifted faces of the nations, moving in ways beyond our understanding. Who could not smile at children trying to catch the wind in their hands? Yet we try to confine him in flurries of words that disperse into nothingness. But he is the all-powerful God, surging through history, piercing dark clouds of sin, ignorance and fear. He tosses aside the strong and wise like fallen leaves and lifts up the weak, the foolish and the lost. He blew across the void before time was and will again when time is no more. Do not underestimate the Holy Spirit of God. Do not underestimate the Holy Spirit of God to work in you, to work through you, to serve him in this place in Paisley, in the congregation of St George's and in its large parish. Do not underestimate the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. We're going to worship God in two hymns that run one after the other, hymns 619 and 620. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Break me, melt me, mould me, fill me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, move among us all. Make us one in heart and mind. Make us one in love. Humble, caring, selfless, sharing. Spirit of the living God, fill our lives with love. Hymn 619.
our prayers for others this morning will be led for us by Aina. Let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. Today at Pentecost, we remember that the Spirit came and your church was born in wind and fire and words of power. And today, as we continue your work as church here in Paisley, let us all be able to hear your words for us, wherever we are. As communication is key, whether that is the spoken word or modern technology that we are so blessed to be able to have to take forward our church of Paisley St George's. The spirit came, blowing fear aside, and in its place weak hearts were strong. At this time we remember all who are struggling in whatever form their hearts and souls weakened by the events of the past week. Be with them and their loved ones, and also for those who are continuing a journey to strengthen their hearts and beliefs, that you are the way forward and will keep us safe, and that our anchor is sure and steadfast in your love and understanding. At this time, we remember those who have shaped the people that we are today by their values and guidance, and pray that we are all on the same journey, and with you by our side, we will be the best that we can be. The Spirit came, as your word foretold, with dreams and signs and visions and wonders, and we are here today in testament to this, we ask that you keep us on the road with you as we travel from the old to the new. We pray for our church session and we think of our church and our community, young and those not so young, and hope that the plans that we have always include them. We pray for Vary and thank you for blessing us with her presence during this coming together and her understanding of all our needs and the gentle way that a phone call, an email, a card or a letter with an encouraging word can just pick us up. The spirit came and is here to, to feed our hearts as we go forward in the days and months to come. In our church life and our daily life, let us all remember this. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Aina. Let's dedicate our offerings. Lord God, we have made our offerings of money into the plate and direct into the bank. We have put contributions for Christian aid into envelopes. May all we give, whether it be money or time or talents, be blessed and used to further the work of church here in this place and in the world beyond, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We close this morning's service of worship with a hymn from Junior Praise. It's the hymn, All Over the World, The Spirit is Moving. All over the world, as the prophet said it would be. All over the world, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. All over his church, God's spirit is moving. All over his church, as if it said it would be. All over his church, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Right here in this place, the spirit is moving. 
right here in this place as the prophet said it would be, right here in this place, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Junior praise number five. would ask that if you're able you would stand for God's blessing as we go from this place. Sisters and brothers in Christ, go into the world, realize the visions, fulfill the dreams, see new visions, dream new dreams, and as you do, know that the Holy Spirit is guiding you and encouraging you every step of the way. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.